The Black Order is coming to Marvel's Strike Force. Is that a good thing? Corvus Glaive also looks like he is arriving very soon. And so are some changes to Alliance War. All that and more with Casino on your Marvel Strike Force weekly news update. And if you're ready for it, guys, Casino, tell him what to do, brother. Let's go promote it. Wait, Casino, we can't promote it right now. It's not in the store anymore. Pally <sighs> flying. What is up, Valley Maniacs? Valley Flying here. I am back. Welcome to your Marvel Strike Force weekly news update. A lot of stuff going on. As usual, I am joined by my brother, Casino. What is up, Casino? How are you doing, man? I'm doing good. What's going on? Super sweet, brother. So a lot of, lot of things going on in the game. We got the Black Order. We got more details in an official Strike Time video. Uh, we got the release method of Chorus Glaive and an in-game message. And uh, we got some changes coming to Alliance War. Uh, we're going to talk all about that. And uh, yes, yeah, some, some other juicy, juicy items, my friend. So uh, first thing I wanted to talk to you about, there were some bugs that we mentioned last week, the beta orbs, the second strike milestone orbs. Uh, it looks like both of those issues got solved. The beta orbs are back in the game for a limited time, able to claim those and second strike milestones. They came in uh, pretty quickly. It did not take a week. It did not take two weeks. Uh, we got those in our inbox. What are your thoughts on uh, some of these bug updates that uh, looks like they just got corrected? Yeah, it looks like they're handling them fine. I, you know, it's as long as they're they're taking care of them. Like uh, I, I've been saying from the get go, if they just took a little bit more time releasing it, like they'd actually save more time. Like the time to go back and like first be like, all right, how long is this going to take? What new engineering do we have to do? What's fair compensation? Like all these meetings they have to have to go back when it's like if they would have just like spent another hour on that in the first place and not end up there so I, i'm i'm the, the way the, the fixes were good like all right we're gonna give your beta orbs back open them because they're not coming back after this that's pretty <laughs> fair you're still gonna have a couple people who are like no i was in tahiti when they brought them back no oh, but colson yeah, colson come on get with it my friend right so but for the most part like it's pretty good uh same thing with the second strike milestones like all right we got what we were owed that's good um they didn't really give us any extra for that uh, so there's like I, I was sorry. expecting something extra if it took a week or longer, but they gave they came right. out like the very next day. So whatever. Yeah, that's one of those things. I don't need to fight that hard on that one. Yeah. It's like ah, we were owed that anyway. Like it's it was an unnecessary delay. All right, but there is something to fight about. This is a post that you put on Reddit a few days ago. Already has 758 upvotes. Uh, this is about the Red Star rework. So we got this information just before we started recording the news video last week. And most of it, pretty much all of it sounded good, except for one small point. Do you want to go? Do you want to? I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you cover that. Uh, so I'll be happy to. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I do want to talk about this a good bit because uh, this is one of the things where like they threw in one little line and it sounds like, oh, well, everything else is good. This will be fine. But this kind of undermines the the benefit of the entire red star rework so the whole reason that we got that promotion store was because our ability to promote the characters we want to promote has been random mm -hmm. and so they gave us the promotion store and they're like now you can selectively upgrade who you want to upgrade and the player's like yay we got some agency and then people quickly realize like oh while we do have the option to promote people the rate at which we get what we need to promote people is so incredibly slow that for the most part we might as well not have the ability to promote people so 
that's why people were still unhappy with Red Stars because like no matter how many of these we open, mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm any closer to promoting who I want to promote. And at the end of the day, everyone's issue with Red Stars is that it's RNG based progression. That's always been the biggest pain point. And from the get go, from Red Stars launching, while I did say there were some things about the Red Star system that weren't terrible, one thing I never even attempted to defend because it's indefensible is no one enjoys RNG based progression. Uh, players like having control, and so. Uh, what they're going to be doing is uh, characters, new characters, because this does not apply to any existing character. So if a character, even if the character is currently unfarmable, if they currently show up in the Elite Store, they're going to continue showing up in the Elite Store. Yeah, but so I'm, I'm new- happy you brought that up because I, I've been getting a lot of questions about what what happens to uh, Toad, Blob, what happens to all these legendary yeah. characters now. But yeah, if they're currently in the store, then uh, they're not going to be removed from the store. Yes, and legendary characters actually get a a bit of a better deal than a lot of the other characters. Legendary characters, they said the current plan is to consider them farmable during the second pass of their event. So once they come around the second time, which is uh, usually within like two or three months. So that's actually on the lower end. But what they basically said is when a new character comes out, they won't be available in the Elite Store. So even though you'll be getting more promotion credits and better dupes, your your only way of upgrading new characters will be red star orbs until they become farmable and the problem is they have a history of leaving characters unfarmable for over six months like ghost rider came out in october and still is not farmable his blitz is about to come back around but he's still not farmable so for all the people that are going to be getting ghost rider and his blitz if they didn't get lucky with his red stars the first time if this were already implemented because ghost rider currently shows up in there but if this had been implemented then people still wouldn't be able to selectively add red stars to him. And that's a problem. Now their their stated reason for why they're against this is that they don't want whales being able to buy characters straight to seven gold and straight to seven red star, which I think that's, is perfectly fair. And that reasonable. makes sense. That does make right. sense. I would agree with them on that. Right. I, I don't think anyone actually wants that. However, the, the bigger reason why is because they want people to buy more red star orbs, right? Duh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can only obviously, get more, obviously. Buy more. <laughs> and and so I defend plenty of things they do that happen to make them money because I don't think that they're too unhealthy for the state of the game. Uh, but I feel like Red Stars has been a thing that's made them a lot of money at the expense of some fun for a while now. And by saying like we're doing a Red Star rework, I like originally I said like I'll give them like a year to just kind of take advantage of players with Red Stars, and after that. Uh, they'll have to figure out a new way, some new system to take advantage of players and, yeah. and leave Red Stars be. Um, I still hate. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> but but when as soon as I heard Red Star, Eric, I'm like, okay, good. They're going to stop you know, using Red Stars to just put people in a position where they're either spending or hoarding things, and it's just their progression is purely determined by RNG. And yeah. they, they're not changing that. And the, the problem here is this screws players of all levels, uh, especially like I, I know a lot of really hardworking free to play or very close to free to play players who the the only reason they're able to kind of keep up with some of the whales is that they are very, very uh, particular about like hoarding their orbs and saving their resources and giving themselves the best chance and, and saving cores to really hard farm destroy characters. Like there are a lot of players who take a very tactical resource management approach to the game and that's how they're able to keep up. Yeah. And this completely takes it out of their hands. And now it's like, nope, if you didn't get lucky, uh, deal with it. And yeah. maybe deal with it for six plus months. And it feels real bad for, you know, 
free to play or close to free to play players who are doing everything they can. It feels bad for whales who are going to drop a bunch of money getting a bunch of the gold stars and then they can't get the red stars, even if they drop a bunch of money on the red stars. But um, I, I also want to know plenty of people have been kind of looking at this and being like, well, it seems like it hurts the whales more. Um, and I disagree with that, uh, particularly because the new drop rates on three and four red star are just so that for the most part, anyone who whales out on the red star orb offers when a character comes out mm -hmm. is very likely to get three, maybe four red stars. So whales, while there, there still will be whales that get screwed here and there, but generally whales will be all right more often than not. It's everyone else who, with the free orbs that they get weekly, you know, they get roughly 10 free a week. Yeah. That's not going to be anywhere near enough. You can save for three months and go all in on a character. And uh, a perfect example is like worst effing gamer just opened 124 red star orbs for Proxima and he only got her to three red star. Mm. And if he couldn't selectively promote her to four with everything that he got, her focus would still be insufficient. And, and that's 124 banked orbs. So you don't want to see an instance where people like went all in on Ebony Maw and then they just can't get the red stars for him and they're just stuck yeah. for months. So. I mean, that, and we're going to bring that up in uh, when we start to talk about the Black Order, but that is kind of my theater. Uh, with the way that that uh, Black Order team is designed. You know, everybody's probably going to be wanting to use that. And uh, if everybody's using the exact same team, it's going to come down to how much you spend for the gold stars and how much luck you get in these red stars now that you're not able to selectively promote certain characters. So uh, that, that, yep. that, that is going to be a problem coming up with this uh, new meta alliance team. Yes, and I do want to talk about that. But so real quick, my solution, just so people understand, my solution is uh, pretty straightforward. If, if they're worried about people buying them up too high, uh, I was saying just just allow new characters to appear in the elite, the elite store, but only up to four red star. And that way, beyond that, no one can take them to that overpowered seven red star state. But new players and uh, free to play players, dolphins can get them up to, excuse me, like an end game usable level if they want to spend the resources and yeah. and like they're they're worried that like ah uh, it might sell fewer red stars there's a couple ways to look at this the first is like people aren't going to have so many promotion credits that they'll be able to take every new character to four red star so mm -hmm. as long as the characters continue to motivate people to want to promote them yeah it's it's a non-issue because there's you're still gonna have people being like i just used my my hoarded red star orbs for the last character but i also really want to use the new character that just came out. So for this one, I'm going to have to buy some red star orbs because I don't have any more saved up or, you know, that that'll still happen. Um, and then the other thing is I'm worried that they'll, again, just looking for, you know, them, if, if they're under the impression this will earn them more money, I think they'll sell fewer character offers because now even investing $200 in a new character to get them a bunch of gold stars is still a, a gamble. Unlike before where you could be like, yeah. well, at least I have a path to, to, bringing them up to speed yeah now you can you can invest all that and get unlucky yeah they're gonna so. be ultra unusable when you only have three or four gold stars on them the rest of your roster is at uh, six or seven and then uh, you're not able to get any red stars on them just because you have bad luck so yeah they might actually end up sending uh, selling fewer of this and i think most of the community agrees with you if you look at this uh, 94 percent upvote or at least the majority of the community that is on reddit because i know not not everybody's on reddit but 
yeah, I don't know how you could uh, disagree with this. I'm totally in favor of this. And I hope Fox next, I hope you guys are listening. This is uh, everything in that letter looked good, except for this one change that uh, I think a lot of people want to see. Yeah, but but if there's one thing we've learned, it's that Fox next does watch for feedback. So if, uh, and, and again, maybe this is just me. Well, I guess not because the, the uploads on the thread. But if you no, feel strongly about this. <laughs> If you feel as strongly about this as we do, uh, make sure to make noise and make sure that they see it because we want them to hear it. Um, so yeah, you know they they they've been keeping an eye on uh, how people are responding to this. So I I think uh, if they do go ahead and implement either my solution or something very similar, that they'll pretty much nailed what everyone is looking for out of the Red Star rework. And I would love to be able to say you know, six months from now, like they gave us that perfect red star rework that everyone was hoping for. So, yeah, I mean, it still keeps some of what Fox X wants, but it makes it a lot more digestible for the players. So, yeah, change it, it, just change, it. change it. <laughs> At the end of the day, you don't ever want your game to create situations where someone can work really hard and just get screwed by bad luck and just mm-hmm. and just be having a bad time purely because they were unlucky. And what's worse is like, if you're going to monetize something at the very least, monetize it in a way where it's like, well, if you got somewhat unlucky, at least you can pay to improve your luck. But no one's going to be happy. It's like most people are going to get unlucky. People can try to spend to offset that and still get unlucky. Yeah, like it's just it's just creating frustration, and there's no way it's going to motivate enough sales to offset all the frustrations. So. Agreed. Well, let's move on to Proxima Midnight. We got her event, and um, yeah, it, it seems a little easier than uh, some of the other events. I know some of the previous events, the more recent events, I know of uh, not being able to auto uh, these fully, and uh, this one was one that I uh, could have. So, uh, and and we got a chance to play with uh, Cull Obsidian as well. Any any thoughts on his kit or anything changed while you were able to use him? And Corvus Glaive as well in that uh, first mission. No, not too much. Uh, I, and, and I mean, like, it, it makes sense for the, for the campaign. It makes sense for them to have... Uh, you know, like uh, like watered down versions of the characters mm-hmm. because the enemies you're fighting, like if they gave us a, one like equal to my roster power, my characters just like you said, like just walked through this campaign. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but the the problem is like with all my characters having basic attacks that hit for you know twenty thousand, and then the Corvus they give us hitting for five thousand. Like oh. it just, I always walk away feeling like, eh. You gotta bring your weaker characters, brother. You can't use your top end characters for this event. <laughs> Well, I got better things to do than intentionally struggle. Uh, now, I will say, like, it's it's decently balanced for some players, but I think I think that they could just add in, like, a nightmare mode. I don't see why they can't just add a, a nightmare mode and just make it tough. More shards, more... Yeah, get uh, offer more, more shards. More difficulty, yeah. I, I would like that. I would like that. Let's talk about these orbs for this particular event, though, because uh, I, I did not look at the drop rates, but I know somebody on Reddit did, and it looks like it got even worse than the previous event. I know personally, since this event started, I don't think I've pulled Proxima in the center ever, and you're getting one to sh- two on the sides here. Uh, rare shard drop is Proxima of a half a percent. You got another <laughs> one at one and a half percent. Uncommon at 5%. Is that a, so what, 6%? And then the rest of them, uh, oh, no, another. So that's 11. That's 13. And the rest of them not really getting Proxima. So, yeah. Very, very small in this one. So, I don't know. I I have not pulled Proxima at all. What what is your luck with these orbs? Um, They they seem like they're getting worse and worse and worse every time this, anytime an event character is released. 
generally speaking, they've been trending worse, but it also, it depends on how you look at it. Now, I consider this worse, but um, just so I can make the counterpoint that some people have, which is uh, while you do have worse odds of getting uh, Proxima than, who was the previous campaign event, Toad? Uh, yes, it was Toad. So so Toad had better odds, for example. Your, your likelihood of getting Toad shards was better. So uh, anyone who's like, it's worse, it is your, your odds of getting um, Proxima are worse. The counterpoint to that, which uh, I don't find compelling, but some people do, is like, well, while I do have a lower chance of getting Proxima, I also have a chance of getting Sif. I also have a chance of getting Ghost Rider, et cetera, et cetera. You know, I also have a chance of getting Heimdall, some people are after. I also have a chance of getting Crystal. Crystal's a good one. So there there are a handful of, like, compensation drops in there to get that uh, make it not so bad. But at the end of the day, if you're doing the Proxima campaign, it's because you're trying to get Proxima. And I'm in the same situation as you. I've gotten Proxima on the center zero times i'm doing all the 50 <laughs> refreshes every time i've literally so been getting so two four i think my best day of proxima shards i got six in one day from like three orbs besides the day where i you know first cleared the nodes you know, so. mathematically we should have uh, between the two of us at least one of us should have gotten her in the center once so it makes me wonder if these odds that are stated here are not the real odds I don't know. It's, it's probably some uh, wacky tinfoil hat theory, but man, yeah. I, I would have figured between the two of us, at least one of us would have gotten it, a center it, drop. It probably is statistically likely that one of us would have, but not like the fact that we haven't isn't so far-fetched out of the realm of possibility. But now imagine that it's the same scenario, but with red stars that you need on a vital character. <laughs> uh, again, back to that thing. It is, it is a big issue. I agree. It is a big issue, but I, I remember the days where they would have these events and it just have the character. I miss those events. So yeah, we, 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 we talk about bugs a lot and there were a few big bugs that happened during this latest update. Uh, the Falcons issue, uh, his special crash in the game for some people, the heads up display, which is very, very annoying. And uh, the orb chamber, I, I don't remember the orb chamber, but yeah, the, this one was very annoying as well. I know some people had some massive, massive data use with this update, always re-downloading the previous downloaded art assets. Uh, it arrived in the store. Are, are you aware of any other bugs that were not addressed during this uh, 3.10.2? Uh, yeah, there. I mean, I could list off more <laughs> bugs that there currently are. But it's good that they got these fixed. I mean, most of the bugs are pre-existing. I don't, and I could like there. There might be one, but I don't. At this point, I don't think there was a bug introduced with this patch that they haven't gone and fixed. Just a bunch of ones that have been around. Yeah, I mean, there's been some that have been around for a while, but uh, yeah, I think all the major ones that were introduced are solved by this latest update. And uh, it's been a while. So if, if you haven't downloaded the latest update, make sure you guys are doing that to make sure so that some of these bugs are at least fixed. All right, Hydra Sniper Blitz. We just got done with that this past weekend. Uh, the scores didn't seem that obscene. Um, what, what is your thoughts on this and the predictions? Where do you see these Blitz uh, scores trending for this uh for this Sif Blitz and then the upcoming uh, Blitz that we're going to talk about for Ghost Rider. So uh, we'll talk about Ghost Rider, but yeah, Hydra Sniper was within the realm of what we predicted. Uh, it was towards the upper end. We had a couple people that were 
like lower around like six, seven. Um, and then we had, uh, I think it, it actually came down to someone said 8.1 and uh, someone said 10, I think. And okay. it landed at like, nine, yeah, right nine. in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. It landed right in the middle of those two. Uh, literally, it was like a difference of like 5K who was actually closer. But you, um, guys, you guys do pretty good with your predictions without all these uh, extra things that are thrown in there, like these well, yeah. uh, fragment blitzes and uh, extra energy going in there, right? I mean, even this one, though, was kind of weird because what, what made this one weird is uh, it was a like minion, which they don't do very often, but it was a minion for a new character that most people just got. And it's a minion that most people didn't farm. So like mm. most most random minions, like if they just randomly did like a what you know like an aim monstrosity blitz like that one would be a good bit lower because most people like you know i don't i don't urgently need that that team isn't a big deal right this moment i there's i can already go and farm that character somewhere but hydra sniper like people just got red skull and then realized like oh i've been diverting no time and energy and effort into my hydra team because prior to this why would i and uh so now you had a lot of people like actually i i would kind of like a big hydra sniper now so this one was a little tricky but uh yeah. Fortunately, we, we predicted it. Yes, predicted I mean, we, well. We did. We, we had a bit of a, like, I always am like, don't give us too much credit when the spread is so big. Like, on the low end, we had like six mil. On the high end, we had like 10 mil. So, like, the likelihood that it's somewhere in there, you know, <laughs> we, we don't aim to just be like, oh, just just say it's anywhere from two to 20. We'll get it. But uh, <laughs> I, I post what people think. So, if you have some people thinking low and some people thinking high, that's what, that's what you're going to see on the graphic. But yeah, we, we, we did all right with Hydra Sniper. It was, I was one of the people who thought it would be lower. And my my thinking was Hydra Sniper is farmable. I don't think that many people are going to view Hydra Sniper as super critical. They uh, probably just used a good amount of their charges that they had because Science Supreme came with Red Stars and the Blitz after this is Sif. So I can't imagine anyone using a bunch of extra charges just for Sniper and not caring about Red Stars, Scientist, or Sif. But uh, that's more people than, than I thought went pretty hard for Hydra Sniper, so... Well, well, uh, well, let's shift gears to Sif. Uh, how, you know, you, I, I've seen your predictions in the for the top two thousand, probably around the sixteen to eighteen million as far as the spread. What do you, what do you, what are you, what are you thinking of uh, people going for Sif? I mean, these, there's a red stars involved. She is a coveted character to unlock Black Bolt. Uh, how hard, how hard do you think people should be pushing for this character? Um. Well. Excuse me. I mean, Sif is a decent character and she's she has amazing synergy with one of the top teams in the game. Like by what if you want to get like as critical as possible, the harshest evaluation you can give the Asgardians right now is that they're like the third or fourth best team in the game. So Sif being a core member of that team is definitely, uh, you know, a reason to go after her. Now, that said, she is arguably the most replaceable member of the team. In that, like, Captain America does fine there. Um, several other tanks do fine there. Uh, but she, you know, she benefits from all the things that help the Asgardians. She adds a lot. Um, you know, she gives, like, I think Hela gets more damage or she gets more damage from Hela and everyone gets uh, extra regen because of the Asgardians. So there's, uh, there's plenty of benefit to having that fifth Asgardian. And the bigger thing is plenty of people need Sif for Black Bolt. Yes. Um, but so you'd mentioned like top 2000 for this blitz. So this blitz doesn't have top 2000. It has oh, top it 1%. Is 1%. Yeah. Okay. Correct. So yeah. thank you. Thank you. 
No problem. Also, because a lot of people have been asking this, like, what is top 1%? Is it more or is it less than top 2,000? So it's a ballpark because the number of people who participate in every blitz is a little different. But generally speaking, the average is about 280,000 participants. Okay. So roughly the top 2,800 are the top 1%. So it's a little bit more generous than top 2,000. But if you're ranked 2,800, that does not guarantee, like you might be just outside top 1% if too few people, like like a blitz having 260,000 participants is not unheard of. Mm. So yeah, but but somewhere in that ballpark, I'd say around rank 2,800 is uh, is about the 1% cutoff. But the, the other thing that makes these a little bit tough to predict is uh, like Sif is farmable somewhere else. So it's not like if you don't get her here, you can't get her, but it's just before a legendary event. So maybe you do have a deadline to get her. But yeah. even people like the, the people who are harder to predict is the people who are like, oh, I already have a six star Sif. No matter where I rank, I'm not about to get seven star Sif. It's, you know, I'm not going to work that hard. But how big of a motivating factor, right? Yeah. If you only have her at two red star, you're like, I'm going for top 1%. I want, I want four red star. I don't care about the shards, you know. I was thinking so, about it for that Scientist Supreme. I already have her seven stars. I was thinking about, ooh, a, a five red star Scientist Supreme would be very nice. Uh, but yeah, I, I saw your predictions. I was like, yeah, it's okay. I don't I don't want to go that hard with it. But Sif, Sif uh, brings up an interesting point. All, all the things you said about her is true. Uh, unlocking Black Bolt, a good character for that as Guardian team. I'm actually thinking about bringing her into Dark Dimension 2 or 3, ex excuse me, because she does have a skill tag and there's not a lot of skill characters there and she does fit in that cosmic campaign. So yep. that, is, that is one character that I am considering. Uh, you know, not a lot of value other than getting in, but... And if possibly, you have a, possibly taking if, Sif in there, if you have a high level Sif on your Asgardian team, she is like a stubborn goat tank. Like Ooh. she will just block so much, and because of her high block, she might block status effects. So if you dispel her, it's only like one or two more turns before she just jumps in and taunts again. She's just she's stubborn. Every time she taunts, she's dealing damage back with the counters. But yeah, she's she's a pest of a tank, especially in a fight like against Asgardians where. Uh, with all the stealth and all the other mechanics, like the fights tend to go on, and the longer the fight goes, she just keeps popping up, and yeah, she's a pain. So a really strong Sif, uh, like a gear tier fourteen Sif. I've ran Quite into those. I've ran into those on war. Yeah. They're not fun to deal with because you can't disrupt them. You can't uh, really remove the taunt. You got to go through her. You can't go around her. So that that makes that Asgardian team even tougher when you have uh, a strong Sif. She's a pest, but I do want to uh, highlight here on on the uh, Hall of Shame. I feel really bad for one individual in particular. Uh, uh, I hope it's you, not me. What, what was no, <laughs> okay. it's not you. you you've done the uh, you, you've done the Overachievers Gaming podcast, right? Yes, I have. So you know one of the hosts, Bash. Yes. A moment of silence for him. Oh, he, he sent he me went, a screenshots. He sent me a screenshots. <laughs> So you know where I'm going with this. I know where he, you're going uh, with this. I know where you're going. He, he, he decided that he was gonna he was gonna put in the effort and he was gonna go for top 100 for Scientist Supreme. Get those five red stars, baby. And he placed rank 101. Mm, yes. Which is brutal. And so <laughs> to blow off some steam, it's like, all right, well, Hydra Sniper won't be that bad. I do need Hydra Sniper shards. Let me let me hit top 100 for Hydra Sniper. And he placed. Rank 101 <laughs> for Hydra Sniper as well. I'm sorry, oh, brother. I'm sorry, brother Bash. Yeah. It, it, it goes that way. So I, I've been very close. I, I feel your pain, man. F in chat for Vash. F in the comments, man. That's yeah. so right. 
Yes. And yes. you see plenty of people who say like, oh, if that happened to me, I'd just quit. I'd be done. <laughs> so. I feel you. I, I Stay feel strong, you. Stay strong, Vash. All right, real quick blurb, Magneto event. Uh, as we're recording it, it is going on right now. How valuable do you think Magneto is in today's meta? Do you think uh, this is a character that people should still be going hard and farming these characters to unlock him as a legendary? Absolutely. Magneto is really, really good. Um, it, firstly, because he brings the Brotherhood team online and as an attack team, the Brotherhood are incredibly ferocious. There are only a small handful of teams that the Brotherhood are afraid of. And a Brotherhood team with a power advantage can beat even some of the scariest teams, like a strong enough Brotherhood will melt even like the Inhumans if they have enough of a power advantage over them. Mm -hmm. They're just, they bring a lot of might. But the thing about Magneto is for short engagements, he's one of the best characters in the game. What what makes him, the reason why you don't see him everywhere is because for longer engagements, he's not as, uh, he has long cooldowns and he's not yeah. particularly fast. He doesn't have ways of really gaining ability energy. But in short engagements, his ult is amazing. And... Uh, I actually his, his um, special is good too. I, his special is amazing yes. as well. So don't don't be sleeping on It's a good one. Yep. And it is unavoidable. The disrupt is great. Um, and I mean, even his basic is something that has multi hit, which is great. It hits multiple targets. But um, the, in my opinion, uh, I'm going to be redoing my team recommendations for Dark Dimension Three. And I think one of the top global characters that's getting a bit overlooked is Magneto, mm. just because as long as he has the focus, he can show up and blind like eight of ten enemies in one move and that is so many free turns so to speak that you get to deal extra damage so you don't get to do it that often because the cooldowns but when you do get to do it you get great value out of it so mm, maybe yeah, maybe man. maybe i will bring him in i don't know all right so we did talk about this earlier corvus glaive is going to be released in the backstab blitz so Yes. Uh, what do you think of Corvus Glaive being released as a Blitz character coming off the backs of some of these crazy, crazy Blitzes that we just talked about? Red Skull and a bunch of others. Corvus Glaive. Blitz character. Uh, yeah, I mean, th there's always one. Uh, that's like their go-to release method. It's, it's easy for them to put together. And uh, they know as long as they don't do too many of them in a given patch that people will, will go for it. And they probably sell... Their, their blitz offers for blitz recharges or whatever when this is going on, I'm not sure. Um, and and because it's such a time investment, while plenty of people are willing to put in the time in blitz really hard, some people feel more comfortable buying character offers when they're like, oh, it's not that I couldn't spend 25 hours blitzing for this character. It's that I'm fortunate to be in a position where I make enough that I'd rather spend $50 and save myself 25 hours. But at least that's one of those things where it's like you can grind it out and earn it for free. If you would just rather buy it, what you would get for your money's investment isn't too far apart from what you'd get for putting in a lot of effort over that time. So I actually like Blitz as a release method. I I, I would uh, I would bracket up Blitz a little bit so that you didn't have people like fresh out of the beginner bracket basically forced into the lowest tier with just no hope of placing higher. Um, so, so let, let me expand on that. They have that beginner bracket. They have the uh, everybody else bracket. Do you think they should make a third or a fourth bracket oh, yeah. for blitzes, uh, especially in this day and age? This game has been out over two years now. Uh, uh, just two brackets for all of these blitz characters seems a little unfair for people that don't have the rosters of uh, yeah, people that have been is. playing for a long time. 
Yep, it, it's terribly unfair to them. And uh, yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of ways that you could do it. Um, a couple of ways that have been described uh, or suggested. One is you could do it like, uh, you know, just a, if you're 360 days played or less, you're in this bracket. And if you're over 360 days played, you're in the other bracket. And that way, you know, newer players get to play against newer players and yada yada. Um, another way they could do it is have like two simultaneous blitzes. Um, one is like you can only use five gold star and up characters and the other you can only use four gold star and below characters. And so depending on like if your roster is half and half, uh, you might be able to get like middling scores in both and hopefully the rewards add up to if you're able to do well in one or the other. On the flip side, uh, you know, if you're mostly low gold star characters, you can do really well in the one. If you're mostly high gold star characters, you can do well in the other. And it would kind of force people to innovate some new, more mixed up blitz teams to be more fun. Um, so there, there's a lot of ways they could do it, but yeah, at the end of the day, uh, I would just definitely do something, uh, rather than have new players just stand no chance really. So, well, they did, they did, show, they did, uh, tease that there are some blitz changes coming, uh, very soon. We did see some, uh, what do you call that? Bugged screenshots of, uh, someone that you sent me and I didn't, and I know there's uh, people that comment that have, uh, have had that same screenshot in their game. So. Uh, we will see what happens with Blitz, but I definitely agree that something needs to be done because it just doesn't seem fair for, you know, someone that has a 6 million collection power and versus uh, in the same bracket, someone has a 2 million collection power. Just yeah, no, it's there's, just there's no there's no way to compete if you have that uh, collection power there. So Yeah, there, there isn't. And yeah, that's my issue with Blitz release. But assuming that they could find a way to make it more fair, uh, again, a, a, a a grind off competition to see which players want to work the hardest for the new characters, I think is always a fine thing to include. You're always going to have people who are like, no, give it to us easy. I don't want to have to work. I don't have the time in my day, whatever it is. But at the end of the day, if there's going to be competitive elements to the game, one of the ways that you can let players create the competition for themselves, is just let them have a grind off. And, mm. you know, if you're mad at, at what the scores are, tell your fellow players to stop working so hard, I guess. But all right, Marvel Strike Force Awards, another thing that we got in our inbox. Now, we did get a uh, discussion of this uh, a few weeks back, but I have not opened this. What uh, what, what kind of awards are we uh, looking for, guys? Uh, well, they, they just made up some like goofy categories. Like This is just supposed to be like a fun two-year award show thing and just kind of letting players vote on like what most people agree was the best. Uh, like One of them, for example, is like... Uh, I forget the, the word they use, but it's something like best wall or best stalwart, something like that. And it's just like of, of all the new tanks we released, like who's your favorite tank to use? Mm -hmm. And it's uh, it's going to be like a combination of like just who are people's actual favorite Marvel characters, regardless of what the devs made their kits, combined with like what character the most people have access to. So like one of them, for example, was they'd asked like who was the biggest uh, alliance war menace like what individual character really shook up alliance war and like carol. one of the options carol it has to be Carol. um uh well so they they had colson but then they, they had some they had red skull but they had some interesting ones they had hella and graviton and i was thinking like hella's great but i don't know if hella is the one that everyone points to as like what made the asgardians so fierce like they're just a nasty team and it's same with like graviton like firstly plenty of people use aim on offense and then like I don't know that Graviton gets the credit for like See, there's some teams. Aim. There's some teams like the AIM team, the Asgardian right. team. But if you think of one character, I think it has to be Carol. 
I see. I I think it's Colson. I think Colson is just his. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Like <laughs> Colson's like, oh no, I just decide someone gets murdered before anyone else does anything, <laughs> and and that my team has enough offense to maybe murder a second person. But don't get me wrong, Carol. I don't. Here's I don't think Carol was on there. I don't think they consider her. What? Oh my god! I'm gonna have to open this as soon as we stop recording this because it is it is Carol that uh, people but, like. It is, but so like one of the one of the ones listed that I remember, I was like, this is one of the better options, and it will never win. Was Mister Sinister, and like oh. I have an actual strong Mister Sinister, and he gets me a ton of ward defense wins. He gets underestimated constantly. No one knows how to play against him. I, I had a literally a pair of just Mister Sinister and Mystique as a duo win like six fights based on who he was cloning and then just three V fiving them. Um, that but, character is so nasty on defense. If the AI chooses the right opponent. Oh my God. Yes, it, it could be super nasty. He is. But the reason he'll never win is because uh, Mr. Sinister is not farmable. Almost no one has high red stars on Mr. Sinister. Even the ones that do have high gold stars. So like no one has experience using him. So I know this was a goofy thing and I'm overanalyzing it, but I was just looking at like some of the options. I'm like, some of these characters might be the right answer, but they're so new that no one really knows anyway, or they've been unfarmable for too long. But, but yeah, I, this, I think this is just like a goofy fun thing, but it's, it's just going to be people voting for their favorite characters pretty much. Agreed. Agreed. I like goofy fun though. Yeah. I'll take a free gift. I don't care. <laughs> I'm not expecting much. It'll probably be like, you know, I have no idea what it is. Don't quote me on this, but it'll probably be like, here's a hundred K gold and a two premium orbs or something. <laughs> I, I'm not expecting much. Hey, but uh, here is what I am expecting. I'm expecting when they announce the winner, Cerebro in a tux and uh, all that, all that good stuff, the flashy lights, the background speech, music. That, speech, that speech. is what I'm expecting. Yes. Oh I'm expecting. yeah. If they cheese it up, uh, I will be happy, but I, I, it'll probably just be like still working from home, just sitting in a living room, just reading off like a in note. a tux, in a tux. It has to be in a yeah. tux. <laughs> hey, tell All right, and it is about time. Symbiote Spider-Man milestones reoccurring. I gotta say, personally, I'm very happy for you. This. What are your thoughts on these milestones finally, finally getting coming back? Um, I'm excited for it, and uh, I I have been fortunate. I wailed out quite a bit, and I I believe I got a really good drop on Samus Spider-Man, and I definitely got a really good drop on this Red Stars. Like I got super lucky with this character, but that has put me in a position where I am able to tell people this is a busted, overpowered character. He may not seem that way if you're just looking at his kit, but I promise you, like this character is loaded. He is incredibly strong on any team, but in particular, him with Venom and Carnage, that three piece is phenomenal yeah. and if uh assuming that they eventually add more symbiotes which it's looking like they will if the two new symbiotes are even kind of good it will catapult that team into like a top three team in the game instantly like as it is this team pulls off crazy wins this team can beat the asgardians it can beat uh colson um at, at roughly even power now that takes some rng i'm not recommending like if you have that start rushing into war with that right away especially if you don't have a strong symbiote spider-man but they can and uh again assuming they get a couple more characters that are even kind of on the level of the other characters on the team they're just going to be bonkers but yeah the symbiote trio is amazing symbiote spider-man despite being a brawler (laughs) 
They are true. Well, it's, um, I think it's funny because I thought Miles was a pretty good character. I thought Spider-Man is a pretty good character. These guys, these guys die so early, and it's just the three of them taking out teams, taking out raid nodes. It's, this is this is crazy. It's crazy well, what those, it, what those three can do. It is, but it's so that those two get shafted. Miles and Spider-Man are good, but Miles and Spider-Man have always suffered from uh, being vulnerable and nothing really protects them other than their own dodging and stuff. So they, in the past, they've been able to win short engages by ending the fight pretty quickly. But what they've done is they they basically changed the team to now have crazy sustain for the main three. Like the three symbiotes get defense up regularly applied, which makes them, like not only did those three characters already have way more health than the spider bros, but now they have defense up also. So they're just like five times as tanky. And then, Carnage's pass was going off all the time, throwing out tons of healing. So the symbiotes are constantly getting healed up and they take hits so well. So now it's like you're seeing these two squishy guys that get almost no healing, no defense up, no taunt stopping them from being targeted. And then the other three take hits so well and heal it up before they even take more damage. It's just over the top. So yeah, and and again, symbiote Spider-Man, despite having the brawler tag, is like one of the top controllers in the game easily everything he does he has like i believe it's uh it's either unavoidable or like undodgeable and uncounterable uh defense downs on his basic like multi-turn defense downs which is nuts the special extends all debuffs which is really really good um sorry uh intruder alert and then uh-oh. um oh oh there he uh, is i see that, him i see him no, it's not just her uh it's uh oh all of Maybe them. Nice. I'm leaving this um, in, by the way. I'm leaving this in, by the way. Keep going. <laughs> okay. So the the again, not only does he, uh, I believe, apply bleeds on the special, but it extends all debuffs. So like a debuff extend is incredibly powerful as it is. If you have someone stunned, if you have someone disrupted, just extending that for another turn is crazy. And then Carnage and Venom can both spread those debuffs to other people. And then uh, his ultimate is not only an unavoidable stun but it is a multi-turn slow to everyone on the field. Like it's just, he has the best, the best controlling effects really. Uh, so yeah, and, and he does all that while having insane health, great damage, uh, he's super fast. He's just a beast. So and he heals what, himself. So basically what you're saying is, I hope that you guys have been saving your gold and all your other resources because uh, you're gonna wanna invest him in, invest he's, in him. He's a phenomenal character. Uh, Symbiote Spider-Man might be the Minerva of Dark Dimension 3, just for the city nodes. While I do believe that uh, teams without Symbiote Spider-Man will be able to do the city section, I think that just like with Minerva, having Symbiote Spider-Man is just just by himself is probably going to cut the city section time in half, I guess. Well, guess who I am building up? (laughs) So we're talking about some uh, orbs and some bad drop rates. This was one. Not a uh, awesome orb for good uh, for longtime players, but uh, there was an offer: ten bucks, a hundred of these. I bought it. I thought it was worth it. I didn't get the gold that I wanted, but man, there was a lot of gold in these. There's a lot of characters, uh, most of which I have at seven, st- uh, all of which I have at seven stars. So uh, it was pretty much just Ultimus orbs and gear and um, and gold. What do you what do you think of uh, these kind of offers as a catch-up mechanics to help out new players and uh, and that uh, does benefit some older players as well? So I'm going to talk about a, a reason why I really love them and a reason why I really hate them. All right, um, nice. The reason why I really like th- this offer was phenomenal. I ended up grabbing it anyway, and it it didn't do me 
too much good, but it, it comes with a lot of purple gear, so it just saves you purple gear you have to farm, uh, which is good because where I'm at in the game, I'm trying to farm mainly orange gear. Um, I did get a healthy amount of purple gear. I got almost 1.3 million gold. Oh, you which, did way better than me with the gold. <laughs> yep, it's a little random, but uh, you're, you're basically getting 60k every time you hit it. So, um, yeah, I knew a bunch of people got over a million gold, which, uh, again, just 10 bucks for like 1.3 million gold, while it's not the... I wouldn't say that alone is like a must buy, but even that that's like cheaper than I, what they normally sell when right, those no, right. seven day milestone things. Right. Right. Like the, the way I look at it is it's still like three days worth of gold. So if you just have some patience instead, you, you don't have to grab that. But even if it was just the gold, I wouldn't be telling anyone like, oh, you wasted your money. Like it's it's not bad. Uh, it says 30,000, but it's 60,000. It's mislabeled. Um, which threw me off for a bit. Um, and then, yeah, the the shards. uh it's so many shards, so for me, it just ended up converting to five Ultimus Orbs, which converted to two Ultimus Orbs, which converted to one Ultimus Orb. Mm. But um, Anything but, good uh, in those Ultimus Orbs? Not a thing. Okay. But, so, um, I, I did have a semi-successful Ultimus Orb opening prior to that, but that's we'll talk about that later. But for newer players, this offer was amazing. Like, absolutely incredible. They probably don't have all these characters at seven stars, so it was just a windfall of shards, which is amazing. In addition to all the purple gear, which is probably like, they're probably in the prime of needing that gear. And even if they're so new that they're still dealing with green and blue gear, having a bunch of purple gear for when they get there is amazing. That amount of gold is gonna go a lot farther for the lower levels. So yeah, this offer as a catch-up offer is phenomenal. And they put this out with like two or three really good catch-up offers. I think they had uh, six gold orbs for like $2. Mm. Uh, or three gold orbs for two dollars. Yeah, I, I think it was three. Yeah. Three, three gold orbs you can buy for two dollars. Which again, that one, while gold is always something you can just wait and get. In terms of like, how long does it take me to recoup two dollars versus how long does it take me to generate this much gold? Good value. They had the for five dollars the the purple gear credits. You could get five of those purple gear orbs a day for I think like two weeks. So that ends up being for five bucks, just like so many purple gear items. And and it's a good catch up mechanic because I have most of the pieces of purple gear, like stacks like 400 and 500 now that are just collecting dust. Ooh, so I'm most jelly. of them, uh, there's still some I need, but most of the ones I'm getting, I don't need. Whereas players who have not been A, playing as long as me and spending as much as me, uh, they, they need it. So they're getting the full benefit of it. So I like offers like this where I'll get marginal benefit and they'll get just tons of benefits. So for that reason, I love the offers. It was a fantastic catch up offers. Um, and yeah, it's, it's great for everyone that grabbed them. The reason that I don't necessarily love these offers though, is because not everyone can or will buy them. There are plenty of people out of work right now. And even though like, oh, it's just 10 bucks, just five bucks here and there, there are some people who like, they are trying to save every penny they have, whether they're just like, you know, I'm 15, my parents don't let me buy stuff in the game or, you know, just I'm, I'm being financially responsible. This is $10 that I, you know, can put towards getting my wife to work since she's still working, whatever it is. So I don't like that they put so much value in a catch-up offer that not everyone can get because it leaves people who can't buy it in the dust. If they if they did this, like, I, I, I don't mind having catch-up offers, but they need to have, like, a a freely available to everyone degree of catch-up stuff in the game not just like well if you want to catch up it's real cheap which like real cheap is better than real expensive which is what it's been in the past 
but yeah. uh, people shouldn't have to be like, well, if I want to catch up, I don't have to spend too much. It's like, no, it should be if you want to catch up, you have routes to do that just by playing. And if you want to catch up faster, then you can spend. All right. And we got some more uh, official news on the Ebony market. A lot of this was released uh, in that comicbook.com article that we talked about on a news uh, show two weeks ago, I believe. But uh, they, there was a few other details that were announced. Uh, Thanos. 100% speed bar from Ebony Maw's passive was uh, pretty major, which means that you can't really stop him from getting empowered in that arena mode. Now, maybe in other modes, possibly, and they did mention that um, he, there may be characters coming along that could outspeed him, but uh, not really being able to do that now. Uh, he's got some crazy ultimates. He's got some crazy passive as well. Uh, and uh, it just, this team is just looking very, very strong. What did you think of the news that we learned from this Strike Time episode about uh, Ebony Maw and the rest of the way this Black Order works? Yeah, I mean, there, there are still a few details we don't have, like specifically the stats for, excuse me, Ebony Maw and what else he does, but it is starting to sound like this team is going to be untoppable as a team again I, I still want to see some numbers in terms of like if there's a passive that gives everyone extra resistance extra focus things like that we'll have to see some numbers on on how they can be dismantled and if hybrids can take them on but uh one of the main things was like well there may be a route to penetrating this team by stopping thanos from getting empowered nope. and no what we're told is no now uh i do again for pve stuff i kind of like the way this team is set up as like a you have a limited time to kill various members of the Black Order while Thanos is on the field, because if too many of the Black Order members are alive while Thanos is, or if Thanos is up and more Black Order members drop down, then you deal with an empowered Thanos. So it, it forces you to prioritize your attacks. Like for PvE, I think this team's kind of fun. It's for Arena that it has me worried um, that there's not a way around it. And I, I, I have no proof of this. I want to say before I start, like, I want to mention this because I think it's funny. I have no idea if it's true. I'm going full tinfoil here. Okay. Uh, it is possible that a loophole that we previously mentioned about shutting Thanos down was part of their kits because we hadn't heard anything about this turn meter. And it's possible they were just waiting to drop this reveal. I'm sure there are going to be people in the comments like, Casino's so arrogant to think that he influenced this, blah, blah, blah. But uh, so uh, a couple of my alliance... Uh, captains who've worked with me on the tier list um former captain one of them uh had been talking about like there may be just the right setup like of three core characters to shut down one member of the black order before thanos takes his first turn and having that theory was fine but then um when people heard that uh that he was going to do this q a about ebony maw they insisted that i put in the question like will this be a route to to get through this team and that might have prompted them to be like, oh, we got to put a fix for that. We'll just make <sighs> Thanos go immediately. Right. I, I have no proof it's of that. It's your and fault, Casino. It's all because of you, including well, that question. I, I blame my captains for insisting. And I was like, if we figured out a way to maybe dismantle this team, why do you want me to bring it to their attention? But they were like, because it shouldn't be the, the case. If they're supposed to be the top arena team. They should be unstoppable. I'm like, whatever i'm not gonna fight with you guys you want me to ask i'll ask but i i think if you guys have found a way to shut it down maybe you know talk about that after they're out and be like look we found a way to shut them down but 
So again, it's pure tinfoil. Maybe it's pure casino arrogance talking. Maybe this was already the plan, but uh, it's it's possible. Casino arrogance? No, it, it can't be casino arrogance. You are responsible for that 100% turn meter, my friend. It's, it is possible. Uh, I, but yeah, so that that I thought was kind of lame. And uh, I, I guess this is going to roll into like the, the hard-coded arena discussion where we plan on doing yeah, that. Yeah, let's, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Uh, I, I'm not a fan of this team kind of being required to uh, win at arena. Now, maybe, maybe they're not. Maybe his uh, Thanos' kit uh, is solid enough with Ebony Maw, because Ebony Maw's kit looks very solid. Maybe it's just those two. You could use another three, but uh, I don't I don't like the way this is going, especially coupled with the Red Star thing that we talked about earlier, not being able to uh, purchase these newer characters in the store up until they become farmable. So this could be a problem. It's going to be a luck fest with Red stars and it's going to be a spending fest with how many gold stars you could get on these characters until they become farmable that 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 is a problem for me everybody running the same team and it's just whoever gets lucky is going to be uh, at the top of the arena yep now that that is the case and i i don't like those aspects of it but to some degree arena has been a bit of a spend fest as it is like if someone's just willing to wail out like crazy on a new character on all new characters like that person's usually towards top of the arena and it's the same thing with a luck fest which is like within reason like if someone gets three of the members at seven red star like that already could have happened and they already would have been stomping um the the new curve makes yeah. it so that like i mean i it, do see some weird teams in there i do see some punishers i see some visions well, with a very yes. high red stars that ghost rider that uh, i know you hate has with those red right. stars not everyone is running that same team so there is a little bit of a diversity but well right that's that's what I was going to mention was the, the luck fest was there. The spend fest was there. It was the, the constrainment of working uh, outside of the box teams. Now high red stars on someone else doesn't matter because, and presumably like we still don't know a hundred percent until we see it, but it's, I, I can't imagine Ebony's kit will have such gaping holes in it that we won't be able to, like it, that it wouldn't make sense to run this team as the five piece. And yeah, it's, it's the fact that anything besides running them as a team of five is subpar compared to them. That's it's, it's the lack of imagination, lack of creativity. Like it's, it's just boring really is more than anything. It's just unfun. Like who are you using this five? Like currently I get people all the time asking, like I'm going back and forth. I'm trying different things in arena. I'm not sure. And they, they like simplifying things for people, but I think there is a point where like they hear people struggling with like, ah, I don't know what arena offense to use. I don't know what arena defense to use, but, oh. but people do enjoy the struggle. Like they might cry about it in the moment, but you know, it's, it's like uh, someone like you, I'm sure can relate when they, people start working out like, ah, I'm sore. And it's like, well, they might not love every second of the process, yeah. but it, it does give more accomplishment than just like, oh yeah, arena, you just run black order. Oh, you don't have black order? Oh, then you're not doing arena right. How do you beat you know black I mean? like order? Oh, you gotta you gotta get red or stars on your black order. That's how you beat black order. Yeah, how do you beat the other black order? Yeah. You know, you need to get luckier and get stronger. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's just yeah, it, it's taking the imagination away. And they they did this once before with Fury Shield. When they came out with Fury Shield, that was the team. Now, that one was slightly different in that that one had six members, so at least you could like make one swap. Um, there were you know a couple variants of it, but then it was a little bit different. Uh, I, I didn't love like just this is the team now. Yeah. Um, but but they basically said like legendary characters are going to mean something else. Starting with Nick Fury, legendary characters are going to 
take teams to the next level. This is the first one and they're going to be a level above everyone, but this is where you're going to start seeing legendary characters take teams to. And uh, so, yeah, that that made sense to do uh, then. But since then, they've, they've done it where hybrids have made sense. So I'm just really hoping that it still makes sense to use hybrids. But I don't know, man, the empowered Thanos kit, that yeah. second ability is yeah. just insane. But but it also really depends on his focus. Like nothing suggests that he's going to have crazy enough focus to pull off that ability on some of these top teams with crazy resistance. So, yeah, we'll see. see what but, happens. Um, we'll see what happens. I'm scared, uh, you know, but. You know, that's kind of how this game, uh, these kind of games are with power creep. You know, one thing dominates and then something eventually is going to be able to be the hard counter to the Black Order. And hopefully at that time, if this is like a locked in meta, hopefully we will get some more diversity in uh, who people are using in their arena offense and defense. So that, me, that, is, that is my hope, at least. Excuse me. Basically, what people are saying is this, and, th- and I agree with this sentiment. There's they put themselves in a position where. It's gonna come down to like, did they go with the lesser? Which of the two evils did they go with the lesser of two evils or not? Because it's gonna be one of two things: either the arena meta has been hard coded and now like there is no imagination. The best team is that team, and the alternative to that is hybrids are still good uh, and better. But if hybrids are better, you're never gonna see empowered Thanos. So why? make this whole team around Empowered Thanos and how awesome Empowered Thanos is if you don't want to use Empowered Thanos because other teams kick his ass. Yeah. So, yeah, for me, it's a lose-lose for them, and I don't know I don't know why they're Why? Why? Alliance War League update. So I think this is uh, what we've been waiting for. We saw a little bit of this. Uh, you let me know if you think this is going to combat the shelling because that, that is ultimately what I think this is for. So these are plan changes to Alliance War Leagues. They're going to give people more incentive to move up the ranks. We plan on implementing many of these changes along with a few others for the next war season. I'm very curious to what those others are that they're not announcing. Moved orange ability materials from the top season rank rewards into the gold, platinum, and diamond league rewards. I think that is good. Increase the amount of war credits and elite war credits awarded for losses based on community feedback. Uh, this one has me confused a little, so maybe you could explain this one to me. Additionally, along with a major client release uh, next, uh, along with the next major client release, the first subsequent war season will have the following change: adjust the way that war scores are calculated, reduce the weight on total collection power, increase the weight on wins through a score multiplier. So, I, I don't know. Explain this to me because it wouldn't increasing the wins like give people more of an incentive to shell. So. Uh, I think that they're counting on the top two changes, just dismantling shelling from the get-go. So while those bottom changes might encourage more shelling, uh, it's still just the fact that now having a stagnant league rank is going to cost you all the good rewards and the fact that if you are actively trying to improve your rank, even when you lose, you'll still get more war credits and elite war credits. Hmm. You're you're not... like the, The previous reasons for shelling were getting amazing season rewards and getting more war credits and elite war credits. So what they're saying is you can afford to lose a little bit now and still do fine on war credits and elite war credits because you, you'll still get a healthy amount for losing. And the the bigger rewards that you've been shelling to get are no longer going to be given to you when you do terrific in a war season. You're going to get them when you mm. climb up your rank, which you can't do if your alliance keeps taking six losses in a row when you hop. So gotcha. I, I think they're, they're like the top should fix shelling and then the bottom should separately 
incentivize people to go for wins and it's so when they say scores are calculated it's unclear if they mean specifically season scores or if they mean how many points you get within your league i'm hoping it's how many points you get within your league but it could uh it could mean just individual war season scores as well but at the end of the day by saying a score multiplier the idea that uh the more wins you get the more points you'll get is good just in all game modes because what we've been seeing is like my alliance has had plenty of seasons we, we tend to go four two like four wins two losses most seasons but there's yeah. plenty of seasons where we go three and three mm-hmm. and going three and three is a very very realistic goal for just about any alliance um but we have been just dominating the leaderboards because we're so high up in total collection power uh, so I gotcha, gotcha. It, it has been possible that if we go three and three another alliance that goes four and two places below us still for the season despite having a better performance than us just because they were so much weaker than us that yeah. that adding their their tcp bonus on top of their wins didn't offset how much more we got i get it so I, I think i remember that when it uh, initially came out people were saying that cabal they have their collection power is so much higher than others they could go one and four or one and five and still be at the top of the leaderboard just because they have such high collection power so this would kind of reduce that nah. and, I, and i don't know if they've changed this calculation since then but yeah i get it i get it i get what you're saying now so yeah and, and again there might be the incentive there like if if the multiplier just keeps getting better and better it might disincentivize off wars because it's like, well, we just won our last two. Let's keep our our win spree going. Mm. But all right, well, I, I think everybody wants the same solution, except maybe the shellers. But I think everybody that plays this uh, uh, thing straight up, how it's meant to be played, want the same solution is to stop the shelling. And hopefully, these are uh, these changes are what brings about people stopping doing that. Well, I'm going to assume even the shellers want this because, like, the shellers can't enjoy never going up in league rank. Like, they just look at it and, like, well, the rewards we're getting by doing this are compensating it. But, like, I'm also, I'd imagine it's a hassle always shuffling back and forth. So, you know, not having to do that anymore and then actually being able to have a league rank that they're proud of. war against someone that's uh, near your collection power? Uh, Yeah. I don't know. I mean, they might just be sissies. They're probably just all right. And a couple, couple quick notes on some upcoming blitzes. We talked about this a little bit earlier, but Ghost Rider is the next blitz after um, Sif. And uh, after that, it looks like uh, Iron Fist won the blitz polling uh, against who is he fighting? Miss Marvel? I think it was Miss Marvel, yes. but I don't know. Yep. Iron Fist won and Ghost Rider is the next blitz. Uh, any, any thoughts on these real quick? Um, whether it was Iron Fist or Miss Marvel, that, that one's kind of like a who cares. Like they're both decent characters. It's going to be I, red star. It's going to be for red stars, though. If you don't have those four true. red stars, it is possible that's to true. get those four red stars on that on those characters. That's true. But again, I, I, both those characters are well worth the red stars. So yeah, I mean, Miss Marvel is newer, so presumably fewer people have her. And uh, but you know that might have just been like mostly newer players still working on their defenders and looking at it that way. But. Yeah, I don't really have a dog in that fight. I've had both those characters for a while. Again, I think Miss Marvel's just a bit of a better character, but yeah, people with Iron Fist, that's fine. Maybe he's, he's probably the more popular character among the player base, so it is what it is. But Ghost Rider, I have mixed feelings on. I'll tell you why. The All reason right. I'm super happy about Ghost Rider, he's an amazing character. He's so, 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 so good. He has not been available anywhere for a while, so I'm so glad he's coming back to Blitz. I'm very, very excited for the Ghost Rider Blitz. I'm going to be going super hard for Ghost Rider. Everyone should. He's an awesome character. Supernatural team is great, and him and Elsa has been what's holding back people's Supernatural team, so that's all good. But. But. 
I'm really disappointed in Fox next with this because 420 is on Monday. Oh. And Ghost Riders Blitz ends on Sunday, which means they couldn't even 420 Johnny Blaze it properly. <laughs> I love that rationale. I love that. <laughs> I'm going to. I love it. I love it. Maybe, maybe, you know what, with that rationale, maybe it won't be Iron Fist. Maybe it'll be someone else. Maybe it was someone else. Casino, thank you. As usual, it is always fun and getting together and chatting with you uh, once a week. Uh, bringing everybody up to date on these uh, Marvel Strike Force, uh, all the news of this oh, game that oh, uh, wait, we wait. play. Oh, I do, and we didn't script this at all. Valley has no idea why I'm interrupting him here. I'm sorry. Oh. I just remembered, though, isn't the next episode the one year? It will be. It will be. It will be the 52nd episode of the weekly news update, which we have not missed a week. So we never missed a week. Even out of town, sick, whatever. We, we've always we've always done these. So so, yes. so it'll officially be the one year anniversary episode uh, next week. So we we have some ideas, but uh, to be frank, we don't have incredible ideas for how to celebrate. So uh, in the comments, any ideas you have for what would be an amazing way to celebrate the one year weekly news update anniversary we've got to do something we actually so, were going to meet up before all this quarantine happened you were supposed to be coming to texas i was like oh, i'm going to go drive down and but yeah that yep. plans plans go away so yeah now now we now we don't really have anything official right now so we have a couple a couple ideas so there'll be a little something but uh yeah we we could use some uh excuse me we could use some suggestions from you guys so let us know in the comments let us know, guys. And uh, hey, if you guys have not entered the uh, contest for Corvus Glaive from last week's news video, make sure you guys go and watch that. Uh, leave the hashtag that is required for that. It will not show up in the YouTube comments because for some reason, YouTube filters all hashtags out. But I will approve every comment manually before I do the drawing. So if you have not entered, make sure you go back and watch last week's news video. Uh, I, I know uh, you are uh, involved in a support thing for uh coronavirus and um healthcare workers i i can't remember who the charity was going to but uh do you want to a little bit about that i'm, I'm involved too it's a, it's a 24-hour streaming coming up this sunday guys yep I, i've been pretty hands-off about it they basically just said like if you say you'll do it we'll we'll get back to you and let you know what you have to actually do but yeah there's a, a bunch of marvel strike force content creators doing a 24-hour thing with everyone streaming in different windows was i think the goal is to have it be like around the clock 24 hours of marvel strike force streaming to support um some some charity that's uh putting doing good things for corona again i've been pretty hands-off but uh they said it was for a good cause and uh they peer pressured me they said everyone else is doing it i was like well then i i better do it so yep cool cool so uh that 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 is coming up anything else to promote before you go uh no i should have a new round of infographics coming out we did the tier list last week uh so i'm hoping i'm waiting for that i don't want to see that (laughs) Yep, should have that soon. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, and if you're not already on the Discord, discord.gg slash casino, blitz predictions, infographics, videos, data mines, content creator, Q&A, all sorts of good stuff. Check it out. Cool, cool. Well, thank you once again, brother. And uh, guys, uh, thank you for joining me. I hope you guys enjoyed this. If you did, we do this every single week. And I put out at least four Marvel Strike Force videos a week on this channel. So subscribe, smash the notification bell, all that stuff, guys. And uh, check me out on social media. There's some other links down below that support the uh, channel. And I will see you guys next time. Hulk fist bump, baby! Valley Flano!